Hey there, and welcome to the first ever motocross training podcast. I am Jill Yunkins, and I'm going to be your host here on these podcasts talking about training for motocross in regards to strength training, conditioning, nutrition, recovery, and so much more that I'm going to be covering on these future podcasts. But be sure to check out more motocross training resources on my website, jytraining.com as there is opportunities for coaching and educational resources for you as an athlete. But for now, my main mission for this podcast is to provide elite and pro-level racers the information and tools that you're going to need to achieve the highest optimal levels of racing fitness to help advance your career. Whether you race motocross, supercross, arena cross, GNCCs, enduros, or even hard enduros, This is going to be the go-to spot to learn the valuable information that you'll need in order to compete at your highest level. There's a lot of different training information floating around right now that is causing a lot of confusion and misinformation, leaving your sport really in the dust when compared to how other elite athletes are training for their sports. So my goal is to provide you with the information so that we can close that gap and racers can actually start utilizing proper training methods so be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you're an elite racer or even a professional racer and that way you'll be the first to know when new episodes go live because there's a lot more content coming soon and i know you're going to be pumped on it now i want to give you a quick introduction on myself before we move forward a lot of you probably aren't familiar with my name joel yunkins Perhaps you may know my father's name, Gary Yunkins, before you would know mine. He was a former member of the Six Days Trophy Team and raced for Team Penton in the 70s. He's collected two two gold medals, one silver medal. He raced three years on the trophy team. We can go on and on about the things he's accomplished in his racing career. But ultimately, like any young boy whose dad was into racing like that, I was also destined to think it was the least cool. So that's how we got here today. But growing up, I always had some kind of dirt bike in the garage. I also spent a handful of years racing hair scrambles in my teenage years. I wasn't necessarily great, but I also wasn't bad at it. As much as I loved dirt bikes and racing, it was always something that came football to my, f- to my football career. Football always came first, a sport in which I really excelled in, as racing was something I did around that just for fun. But speaking of football, not only did it allow me to be a two-time team MVP in high school, earn All-State honors, and got me a football scholarship to Youngstown State, but it allowed me to discover my true passion for training during these years of dedicating myself to becoming the best football player I could. This passion led me to receiving a degree in exercise science and ultimately led me into my career as a physical preparation coach training athletes. So I had to put the dirt bikes aside when I was about 16. The coaches and college recruiters weren't very fond of me racing dirt bikes on the weekends, so that ended that for me. Even though I was bummed to stop racing then, and I was only 16, I knew that someone, somehow, someway, dirt bikes would return down the road for me. I went to play college football and earned a degree like I already said, but it was during that time in college while I was watching Anaheim 1 in 2008 when James Stewart hired Alden Baker. I realized that you didn't have to be a former pro to train racers. And I don't know why I thought you had to be a former pro racer for some reason. So at that point, being a 19-year-old, I just knew that 
I thought it'd be super cool to train pro racers somehow, some way in my future. Entering my junior season of football, I ended up getting a career-ending low back injury. Instead of sitting around crying about it and feeling depressed like like how I was feeling, I had to move on from it. I started my own coaching career right then and there in the fall in 2010 in my parents' basement. Glad they were cool about that. But a fun fact for you, I had I had to come up with a name for it, and I thought JGR was always cool and simple, so I made it Joel Youngkin's Training, and people could call it JYT for short. And you know what? It caught on, and people seemed to dig it as well. And that's about as complicated as the process was in creating my business name. In 2011, I had to work off my scholarship, and... So I decided to work as a student strength and conditioning coach at YSU for all Olympic sports teams. So other teams, basically every other team besides football. And this year alone, I learned more about coaching and training, more so than I have in any other year of my career. It was a huge, steep learning curve. And it made me realize that even though my major was in exercise science, and I've been training since for football since I was like in the seventh grade, I still had so much more that I could learn. And to be honest, that really fascinated me. And I became a maniac about learning how to train high level athletes. But during the process of training racers early on in college, I was really confused on how to train racers. When I researched how to train them, it only left me more confused because the information was so conflicting between what everyone was already doing. So I decided to scrap following any trainers in the sport and I learned to just coach athletes and how elite athletes were actually training. This allowed me to build my own philosophy on how to train motocross racers. And this is the kind of stuff that I want to share with you. Fast forward to today, I ended up opening my own private training facility in 2013 and haven't looked back. I started riding and racing a little bit again, so that's cool. And I've trained a lot of racers since 2010. I won't get into dropping a laundry list of names, but I can assure you that you may know many of them. I will be talking about them in future episodes, though, when referring to specific training topics. I'll just let you know that they've been pro supercross, motocross, GNCC, and hard enduro racers, and I've also worked with a lot of very fast and dedicated amateur racers as well. We've had a lot of great success with racers and truly allowing them to feel physically confident on the track to a point where they know when they're going to the starting line that they won't get tired, that they can manhandle their bikes, and that they can keep their form throughout the whole race, and that they can get up after being slammed to the ground. And lastly, and and honestly most importantly to me, my racers stick around with me. I'm not cycling through them every season. My longest racer has been with me coming up for about seven years straight now, with taking maybe a week or two off every year. And many others are not far behind that time frame as well. But enough about me. Let's get into the topic for today's episode. Three reasons why you should be physically training as a high-level racer. So number one, it is, it is to physically prepare you for this sport, not to repl- but not to replace your riding. So I'm going to say that one more time. It is to physically prepare you for this sport, not to replace your riding. I've heard the saying a million times now. The best training is to ride your bike. Well, yeah, of course. You wouldn't tell a basketball player to just lift weights and run all offseason and they'll be good to go for game one without touching a basketball game. 
That's crazy. The physical training is supposed to help prepare you physically so that you can express your true riding skills by not allowing your physical abilities to hold you back. They should propel you forward. It's not meant to replace the sport itself at all. It's meant to be a part of it. In sport preparation, there are three main components to your preparation. And this is something you guys should all be following and realizing getting ready for the race season or even just the race. The first level is technical preparation. This would just be your riding abilities, how well you can ride the bike. Number two would be tactical preparation. That would be bike setup, line selection, etc., and things like that. Basically, it's what's your plan. And the third one will be physical preparation. This is your physical abilities on the bike, being physically prepared. This is my job for the racer. So just like if your bike isn't ready to go, your performance will suffer. If your technical abilities aren't at your top level, your your performance will suffer. And if your physical abilities aren't at a high level, your performance will suffer as well. Physical training is a part of the overall process, and that's reason number one why you should be training as a high-level racer and not neglecting it. Number two, injury prevention. At some point, you are going to crash. And at some point, you're going to crash really hard. I hope that you've you've done your work in the gym to be ready for these moments to at least give yourself a chance to walk away and finish the race or even your season. Most racers perform very little strength work, and they really have very little hope when this happens. That is when they crash. But don't worry, we're going to cover strength training very soon and make sure that we're all on the same page with that topic. Back to injury prevention. Some racers seem like every time they take a hard hit, they get injured. And you have to be in it to win it, right? Well, I better hope that you're preparing for these moments because it's a part of the sport that you signed up for. And number three, you can ride yourself into shape, but it's very hard to go past your baseline genetics. So, say you've rode yourself you've rode yourself into shape two 30-minute motos. That's great, and you should at least be doing this. But you're leaving a lot on the table by just relying on riding yourself into shape. LeBron James doesn't rely on playing himself into shape. He also relies on training to make sure that he's sucking every ounce of talent out of himself. And he's one of the most gifted athletes of all time. By riding yourself into shape, you're only really training the minimum requirement. This is, goes across the board for all athletes. Like this is, this is the minimum you should be doing if you want to be good. You're not going above and beyond your natural talents. Um, if, if you can compete at a high level without training in the gym, that's a great sign for you. It's a really good sign. Now let's stop accepting that training they only need to train to get to a certain point that is just good enough to finish the race and let's try to push your body to another level of its abilities imagine riding at your best and feeling your best by just riding now imagine being in better shape while doing this as a racer we need to stop thinking of training to this baseline good enough mentality we should we should be working towards physically improving ourselves every season If last year we can squat 200 pounds, let's shoot for 225 pounds next season. 
If your resting heart rate is 60 beats per minute, let's try to get to 55 beats per minute next season. We need to have an attitude of continuing progress because I guarantee you that this season, you're not planning on it being your last season. Well, this wraps up the very first episode of the Motocross Training Podcast. I hope that this episode, you got to learn a little bit about myself and my mission for this podcast. I also hope that this podcast helped get your mind thinking in the right direction for your physical preparation. I know that my content and information is going to be a little bit different from what you're used to hearing in regards to motocross training, but I think you'll find it refreshing and we'll be able to break down some complicated topics to make things much simpler for you to understand and to utilize for yourself. So remember, physical preparation is a part of your overall racing preparation. If you're not addressing it, you're leaving one third of your game at home and not on the track. You should be training. You should be training just for the sake of injury prevention. The sport is dangerous and you should prepare for that element in itself so that you can keep riding and racing, meaning competing. If you're a pro, you're competing and racing for money. So make sure that that is at least being addressed. And lastly, stop relying on your natural talent to get by. Yes, ride your bike as much as possible, but let your physical preparation help help you ride even better year after year. Got it? Good. That's it for this time, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.